Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Love and Goliath, a show where we discuss how to love the monster within. I'm Willow Smith, and I'm here with my dad and co-host, Trainer Ben Smith. Hello. Hello. You were uh, you were out working today, were you? Nah. I was just hanging out with my friend. That almost goes back to our last podcast about how your job can just be like play if you let it. Pretty much. It was pretty stormy out there, though. It was crazy. I was helping um, my friend Moses do some siding, and yeah, the trees were in, kind of in the woods, and the trees were like like getting pushed over to like 45 degree. It was crazy. I don't know about 45 degree, but like Pretty... way over at one point. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised though. Like the wind was enough to kind of push my door in, even... Like, my door is shut and locked, and it was pushing my door inside. Yeah, It was crazy. pretty, yeah, pretty insane. Especially since you got a little bit, you're blocked off a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. That's wild, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But we're also, I mean, we're pretty close to the water, so we're we're going to be yeah. getting some of that wind. But, yeah, yeah it's been a crazy, stormy, kind of autumn day. Really yeah. starting to feel like fall. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be good next week or in oh, a yeah? few days or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's yeah. good news. And uh, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about stress and anxiety. And I think that that's something that's really huge right now. I'm taking a course on getting control of your mental wellness during COVID. And I've done a little bit of a little bit of interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting research on the actual numbers of people going through stress and anxiety. And so between May and June of this year, and this is just in Canada, uh, 19% of people experienced moderate to severe anxiety, 27% engaged in binge drinking, 23% felt lonely, and 18.7% of people felt depressed. And those numbers, I think, aside from the binge drinking, those are all increases. The binge drinking was pretty pretty much on par but it's interesting and I guess it's not surprising that people are going through stress and anxiety when we're in the middle of a global pandemic and there isn't really anywhere to go when you're in the middle of something like this your caveman brain wants to it activates your um your sympathetic nervous system I believe which is the one that's like you gotta go like you gotta fight or flight and so we're all, maybe not all of us, but those <laughs> of us, well, right. But I mean, so generalized anxiety disorder, which is what I have, affects one in 20 people at some point in their life. And there are there are other types of anxiety that people can have, such as OCD, um, separation anxiety. But we're not talking about those so much today. We're just talking about anxiety and the idea that stress is your body's reaction, or sorry, anxiety is your body's reaction to stress. So being stressed causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. Being in a global pandemic causes stress. Therefore, 
pandemic causes anxiety. Yeah, I mean, not it doesn't have to, but yes. I think for a lot of people it is. I think for a lot of people it is, but it's, it doesn't have to, though. Right. Um, for me, it is. And so I I don't know how a lot of people are coping. I know that some people are working through it and some people are looking at the positive and uh, that's awesome. That isn't working for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that today and kind of if you've gone through periods of high anxiety, if you've ever felt like your anxiety was kind of getting away from you or and and if you have what your tactics have been to move through it yeah i mean i've I've definitely had lots of high anxiety at different times in my life for different reasons um but um i don't know I, i think uh for for me personally it's it's a gradual it's been a gradual um, evolution in my thinking of realizing like you know we're we're only here for a short time mm-hmm. we're not here for very long and really being mature enough to see the truth that nothing is really that important no right. matter how much you think it is it's really not that important and not to take yourself so seriously I mean I, th- I think that's a big thing is try not to take yourself so seriously for me it's that releases like like 80% of the anxiety right there. Right. And I was actually editing uh, I was editing an article for Powerhouse today and Charlene brought up something that you had said to her in the past about worry and she she related it to what's going on now and basically in that unless you yourself have a vaccine in your hands or are involved in the creation of mm-hmm. a vaccine. There's not a lot you can do outside mm-hmm. of what you're doing. So, I mean, it's it's hard to relieve that anxiety, but if, like, worry with a purpose, and if you can't do anything about it, then worrying isn't helping you. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the context of that conversation that we had way back before we were even dating, mm-hmm. was with 9-11, and, and when all that stress was going on, people were, like, losing their minds on the day of 9-11. And Char was a little bit losing her mind, too. And I just said, you know, I mean, worry with a purpose. I mean, don't worry. Just, like, worry without... Worry if you're not going to do anything about it is not causing... It's it's just making the problem worse. And I think the same thing with with everything, but especially in a pandemic. I mean, control the things you can and and try to just put in perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You know, going around worrying about like all the things that are going on all over the world i mean honestly if you're if you're not if you're not really going to do something that could actually make change you're only and all you're going to do is worry you're only really a part of you're only a part of the problem you become a part of the solution when you focus on on you know just good things or the things that you can control or just don't even really put a lot of thought into it besides just being a loving compassionate human being mm-hmm. but don't don't like it, it serves no purpose to sit there and dwell over your mind like oh my god you know what's going on what's going on what's going on in the world what's going on in the world it's like that serves no purpose it causes a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety but it's it's not doing any it's it's not 
providing any service to anything. It's not making anything better. It's just making things worse because now you're a drag on society. Mm-hmm. Not to mention a drag on yourself. You're making your life miserable. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> It's hard to talk yourself into truly believing that doing your best is enough, especially in all this. I mean, we have so many people still without jobs. Now they're talking about another uh, shutdown in Canada. Like, there's so many things and so many people have been sick and so many people have been taken by, by the pandemic. And it's hard to... For me, I obviously can't speak for everybody. I'm I'm not speaking for you, of course, but it's hard to get up and do your best and get back into your bed and go, yep, I had a, I did, I did the best that I could and feel like that was enough when there's so much going on. And it's, I think, I mean, there there is no other answer than to, than to accept that it's enough and to give yourself permission to close your eyes and go, I did everything I could. I was a good person. I was kind. I was caring. Like, I took care of my business, and I did what I had to do, and I wasn't a jerk. Mm. And that's, that is enough. And we've talked about this kind of thing in past podcasts about a life of purpose and a life of meaning being a good life, a life that was kind and caring and that you, you did your best. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to be the one person curing the world to Mm. have a life that's worth meeting and to have a day that's worth meaning can just mean doing your best yeah but what's doing your best i mean what like do your best in what way i would assume just in anything i mean today doing my best is going to look like recording this podcast and getting getting the work done that i wanted to get done today tidying my house and you know if i go out and get groceries i was safe and i was kind like just doing what you do in a day and like doing your best like whatever that means for you is what it means for you every day it changes i agree but i but i also think that and again this is just my perspective Mm -hmm. i also think that you can't take it all that serious i just don't think you can take life that seriously like like people think that you know you have this this mission that you have to accomplish in life and you have to you know prove that you you went out to make the world a better place and this and that and and i think those are great things but i think you should just just embody a feeling of you know what I'm here for this in this in this body in this lifetime and I'm going to enjoy myself I'm not going to hurt anybody along the way and I'm going to smell the roses and we're going to smile and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to be a loving person appreciating life and I think I think that's that's good enough but you know if you're thinking about doing your best like like what can I do to to make the world a better place be happy. Just be happy. Just enjoy your life. I think that's that's a good place to start. And don't worry so much. This Again, this is just my opinion, but mm-hmm. don't worry so much about, like, what can I do? What can I give to the world that would, you know, how can I be of service to the world? Try to be of service to yourself first by just enjoying yourself and just realize that, you know, just don't take it so seriously. I think people just... They, they, they take it all so seriously and I, mm-hmm. I just don't see the I don't know that it's the best thing to do yeah yeah I mean I, as always I think our perspectives are always going to be different and whether that's a matter of fractions or a larger a larger sum than that I think 
our perspectives and our opinions will always differ in some way. And I think we always agree on a lot of things as mm -hmm. well. Um, well, what do you think the purpose of life is? I think the purpose of life is to do your best, but that's also... To do your best for what purpose? Like, and, and what do you mean by that? So what I mean by do your best is... Like, there have been days where getting out of bed was the best I could do. And it's like, I did my best. Listen, I fed myself. I fed my cat. I got up. I didn't change out of my pajamas. But listen, I did what I could do. And that's fine. Like, I think every day is so different. But I think the question I'm asking is, do your best for yourself or do your best for, the, for others in the world? Doing yeah. your best might be not even getting out of bed because screw that you know what the world's going crazy i'm gonna stay in bed i'm gonna eat you know grilled cheese sandwiches and soup and i'm gonna watch movies and that's what i'm gonna do because you know what that's what i feel like doing that i don't feel like facing the world today i would be happiest sitting inside right now and just chilling out relaxing taking a break you know if that's the best that you can do for you, then I think that's what you should do. But if you feel like you have to do your best for the world, that's a lot to take on. And of course, you're going to have a lot of anxiety and stress if you if you take that kind of pressure on. Yeah. No, and I completely agree with that. And I don't think... And there definitely just are some people that are like, oh, today I'm going to today I'm going to change the world. And they jump out of bed every day. And that's that is right for them. And that's awesome. And there are some people that just want to be happy and that's also good like I think whatever you need to do to be able to actually like close your eyes and go to sleep at night mm. is what you need to do and that is doing your best whatever whatever brings you that peace is perfect if that's eating grilled cheese sandwiches perfect if that's staying in your jammies all day perfect if that's getting up and going to a protest and then working at a soup kitchen perfect like whatever that is and I think a lot of us I think a lot of us do get caught up in like producing, mm. like you said, producing or, and this probably just goes back to our talk on purpose, but like, what am I doing to further my purpose or what am I doing to be productive or what am I doing to, you know, like, I remember, uh, kind of like middle, middle-ish of when the pandemic was at its worst here. A lot of people that I knew were like, I'm taking up knitting. Oh, I'm all about baking bread. I make focaccia now. And they were like, what are you doing in your pandemic or your quarantine? I'm like, nothing. I'm just hanging out. Like, can I not just hang out? I don't think I've taken a vacation since mm. 2010. Like, I'm just chilling. I'm just being myself. I'm so happy for you that you're learning. But what is... What I'm enjoying right now is not doing anything. <laughs> which is good, which is fine. I mean, yeah. we should come back to the original topic. Like, I mean, you have to, you just have to, like everybody, you know, you just got to take this for what it, what it is. It's just an experience. It's just a moment, like an infinitesimal moment in time in, you know, eternity, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, just enjoy yourself. And if you want to do nothing, then do nothing. If you want to do... Like, whatever. I mean, I think people, like I say, you know, like if everybody around you is doing stuff and they're, oh, I'm taking up knitting and I'm taking up cooking and I'm taking up the guitar or whatever. <laughs> guitar. I know. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I'm 
all, all, all of a sudden I turned into yeah, deliverance. That's what has happened to my dad in quarantine. Everyone's like, I need Fukasha. My dad's like, I am now as country as it gets. I learned the guitar. I learned the guitar. I can play the old uh, the jug. Well, you know, you got to expand yourself. Um, but but honestly, like I don't know, man, like. I think it comes back down to, like, you just can't take yourself that seriously. You just can't. I mean, I've lived a lot of life. And as we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. I've been an athlete. I've been a boxer. I've been a bouncer. I've been a drug dealer. I've been, you know, a spiritual person. I've been a carpenter, a sheet metal worker, this and that and this and that. You know, and and at the end of the day, none of it defines me, really. None Mm -hmm. of it. I'm not any of those things. I am only who I am in my heart. I am... I am none of those things, and I am all of those things. And mm-hmm. and I realize that, I realize that as a fifty year old man, you know, none of that stuff is is really. It doesn't. It's not who I am. It's not important. All those little little you know victories or losses or failures or successes, they they're all just part of this soup that makes up my life, and I can't. I can't take any of it very seriously anymore, except in the fact that it's given me the understanding that none of this really is is all that that like again. I remember when nine eleven was happened, and everybody thought, "Oh my God, this is so crazy." And I remember times in my life when I was just like, "I am never going to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. I am never going to pick myself up from this failure. I will never get over this crushing." you know, loss of whatever it was, right? Yeah. I will never get over these things. And I got over all of them. And not only did I get over all of them, I became a better person for them. And it made me appreciate life so much more. And it made me see that, you know, all, all these things that you think are such a big deal really are not. They're just part of the soup that makes up an experience of, of life. And it's what you do with it. And it's... And it's gonna, it's gonna, it's going to, you know, the world's gonna go on. Mm-hmm. The world's gonna go on. It's gonna keep turning. The sun's gonna keep coming up every day, you know. And this is just the way it's gonna be. And and life is gonna continue. So, you know, if you just relieve yourself of the burden of having to be some special kind of person that's gonna, you know, like measure up to everybody else when when nobody's going to care about anybody else like yeah like probably you know very quickly you're not going to care about what care about what joe blow did down the street or mm-hmm. what so-and-so did or whatever none of that really matters that much i mean i don't know you just gotta people just need to realize you know that all these little things they come and go and they pass and life goes on and it makes you who you are but it, it doesn't, it's not who you are. It, it How do I put this? It, it helps to define your character, but it's really not who you. It's just, it's just part of the soup. You're just like this big soup of experiences and what you take from it and what you learn and how you express it back out to the world. And, and all the other stuff, you know, all the like, oh my God, how am I going to get over this? Mm-hmm. And oh my God, what if I don't measure up? And oh my God, and it's just such crap. It's really bullshit yeah yeah while you were rambling well no you weren't rambling well you but while you were talking i was kind of thinking back about all those 
things that I remember thinking at the time. Oh my God, I'm never going to like my high school crush. Oh my God, I'm never going to get over this. Like I'm going to, I'm going to have this crush forever and I'm never going to recover. And then like, it's gone and then Mm -hmm. it's gone and you remember, Oh yeah. Wasn't there that guy Mm -hmm. that I like, (laughs) liked or something or you know having issues with my job oh my god I'm never going to recover from this I'm not going to get out of it and you know we have all these things and I think that it helps I mean I'm still I'm still like I'm not even 30 yet and one of my other friends who's in his early 20s is going through some stuff right now and he's very high anxiety and it's easy when you're starting down a road you've never been down before which is our whole life to be like oh my god i don't know what's ahead like it's all turny and i don't see the signs i don't know where i'm going but when you have been down a bit of the road and you know that it's just a road you can kind of look back and go yeah it was a road the whole time like Mm -hmm. yeah it had turns and it had whatever and we went here and i saw this and i saw that and but it's a road like i know what a road looks like but when you're just leaving your house Maybe you don't know what a road mm. looks like and you're so stressed. You're like, Ugh! you just mm. like are tensed up. But it's always interesting to talk to you because it's like, yeah, it's just a road. Like <laughs> talk to me or just, yeah, talk yeah. to you. Well, it's that, always just going to be a road. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, most people are not going to fail as much as I have. Like the reality is most people are not going to be experience the, the, the level of failure I have. I mean, mm. I have. I have been such a failure so many so many ways. I mean, I remember having this, you know, like I remember well like I said, I've told this story, you know, like when when you were were gone, when you were taken away and I just, you know, mom's dying, all this stuff, I'm like, I will never I mean I'm a drug addict. I, I can't you know, I can't get insurance because I got so many like it was just everything in my life was wrong. And so that was at one one moment I'm like, I am never, ever, ever going to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. And then within six months, I'm, I'm in love. I got a whole ton of money. You know, I'm happy. I got my daughter again. You know, like within six months, I went from thinking I will never, ever, ever be able to repair my life to being like, oh, my God, I am so blessed. <laughs> And then within another six months of that, you know, I was heartbroken again because mm-hmm. the same girl that I, you know, basically had me arrested. And 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 so then I was like, so then again, six months from that or whatever it was, maybe eight or nine or ten months or something like that. But I was like, oh, my God, I will never love again. <laughs> I will never love again. Like I have been my heart has been crushed and bashed to pieces and I will never love again. And then, you know, whatever. You know, it happens to you again. Yeah, within, within a short time, it was like, you know, like, oh my God, I love you. This is the one for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. All those other well, ones for me weren't well, the right ones. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it just keeps going on and on and on. Like, I will never, ever get out of this situation. Like, oh my God, life is so good. And, oh my God, I will never love again. Oh my God, I love you so much. You're the one for me. And, and, you know, like, how will I ever pay this bill? Oh, my God, I got so much money. I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah. (laughs) But this is the way life is, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, so that's what I mean. You can't take it that seriously because tomorrow's a new day and you never know what, what it has in store. But I can guarantee you this, having been in so many, um, so many sides of this coin of like, 
you know, up and down, up and down. I can tell you this. If you maintain uh, a, a loving spirit and love yourself and self-assurance, ease, and faith, i got to throw that in there. <laughs> Once and, a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just maintain that love in, in your heart for yourself and for the world and that faith that life is going to go on. You know, when tomorrow comes, it's probably going to, it almost can't not be better than it was today. Mm-hmm. And the next day almost almost cannot be better, you know. It's al- it's almost impossible, I think, for it to not continually be better if you're always looking on the bright side, if you're always kinda, you know, letting letting um setbacks kinda roll off your back, pick yourself up, move on, learn a little bit, and yeah, just keep moving on and, and don't take it so seriously. It has to get better. Mm-hmm. It can't not get better. Yeah. Right, but if you're taking everything so seriously, yeah, of course it's gonna get worse, you know, because that's just the way life is, right? You know, like somebody, you know, your 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 girlfriend or your boyfriend dumps you, and then all of a sudden you're a drag. Your friends don't want to be around you. You know, your boss doesn't want want you there anymore. Mm. You start you start sleeping in and showing up late, so you lose your job. So you lose your job, then you lose your money. Then you got to move back home with your parents. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the way life is. You know, if you can look on the bright side and just kind of, you know, keep a, you know, keep a positive outlook and just see the best in every day, you're gonna you're gonna keep moving forward. But if you do the opposite and you let your fears and anxieties and and all that stuff get the best of you, you know, it's gonna manifest itself in in lots of different ways so that your life just keeps getting, you know, incrementally worse and worse and worse until finally a day comes where you say I can't live like this anymore and you and you start to look on the bright side and you start to see you know focus on whatever it is that that makes you feel some kind of joy or passion or happiness and then then you shift again but you don't have to go through all that if you just you know you don't have to go through those up and down uh, seesaws like I have you know you can just try to kind of just again don't let things stress you out so much, you know, just realize that this is just life. Don't worry about it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think a lot of us won't experience, like you said, the up and down, but also never really as drastically as you've experienced it, I think. Like, I think you've had, I think you've had some really, really low lows and some pretty high highs. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us probably won't hit that low. And I think there are some things that you've, experienced because of who you are that have been pretty high highs because you let them be that high like going to england that was huge and a lot of people aren't going to have that chance but you just went and had fun well going to england as an athlete yeah pretty pretty amazing yeah yeah so that was a high and Mm -hmm. but i think yeah i think you've had a lot of really um yeah really high highs and really low lows and i think for a lot of us it's a good thing that we're not going to be mm. flip flopping between the two. Ideally, we're staying on the higher mm-hmm. <laughs> on the higher end of things. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it's probably easy listening to the podcast, and I obviously am not just a listener, but I've talked to you a lot, being my dad and also my co-host mm-hmm. and my coworker. Um, it can be easy to forget that those lows existed because of who you are now. Yeah, well, I think if for anybody listening to this, anybody listening to it, whether it's you or anybody else, mm-hmm. like, 
I think I think you have to. I think what what I hope you take away from it is that I've experienced so much contrast, so much contrast that um, I speak from experience in that. In that, you know, again, I, I've had my heart bashed. I've had everything I've I I would love taken from me. I've had mm-hmm. all these things, but I've also felt you know like like a Superman. I felt so much love. I felt all these amazing experiences in different ways. And I saw it, but I've made sense of it. I, mm-hmm. I saw the patterns. I, I didn't just like, like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> like, oh, life is good. Life is good. Life is, you know, bad. Life is good. Life is I didn't just do that. I actually sat, huh, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. What was the continuous, you know, all for for years and years and years, I've taken journals. I've got like literally thousands of journal books of journals and writing, constantly writing. Why did this happen? What is a common denominator? What are the patterns? And I would just continuously connect the dots, connect the dots. Like, why this failure? Why this success? What led to this victory? What led to that loss? Mm-hmm. Like, and I would, I constantly spent a lifetime connecting the dots. So. So I, I can tell you that, you know, honestly, you can't take any of this stuff too seriously. You're just learning, you're, you're experiencing life, you're putting ingredients in the soup, and, and, and you're making this, this great, yeah, I don't know, I think that's a good, good analogy is, is a soup. You're making this great soup, which is your life. Mm-hmm. And, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just, it's just a bowl of soup. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I mean, for me a little bit differently because I, I love that analogy, but I think what I, what I think about when you say that is I think about baking because I've never been a really good baker, but when I started baking for my previous job, I noticed that every cake, every cookie, every muffin, every, you know, every biscotti, every sweet thing that we love has salt in it. Mm. And it seems gross. You're like, why am I going to add salt to mm-hmm. a cake, a cookie, a bun? Like, ew. But the salt is what brings out the flavor and the richness and the sweetness. Oh. So all those, you know, you're not really going to add stuff that doesn't taste good to a soup. But in baking, you always add something that you think, ew. Like, hmm. why do I want this? But that's that's what makes it so good in the end. What a great... Oh my God! So you're, look at that. There you go. So your life is like a like a cake, and you're always gonna have to add some salt. But that's what gives it the richness in the end. So everybody, just screw that whole soup thing. It's all about <laughs> the soup's cakes. gone. Soup's gone. Soup's out the door. <laughs> life is like a big cake. Life's life's a big cake. Oh, I could go for some cake. Oh, nah, let's eat some cake. <laughs> right? Let's celebrate after this one with a big cake. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, no, I really like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a time of a lot of emotions for everybody. And I think that that's okay. And I think it's okay to, like you said, to look at what's going on. And journaling, it sounds like has been helpful for you to kind of see the trends in your life and the trends in the way that you handle things and say, okay, why did this happen? And how did I handle this? And, and, and even to go back and say, where where was the salt added in and how did I, how did I convert the recipe to make it work? Mm. How did I, how did I overcome? And do I even remember 
the name of that girl mm. who broke my heart 10 years mm. ago that I thought I'd never get over. Yeah. Because chances are you really don't. And chances <laughs> are, unless you've, unless you've lost somebody close to you in this pandemic, chances are it's going to be, it's going to be a blip in your memory. Time, time really does heal everything. And even if it doesn't heal it completely, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, but like I say, you know, it's just even that one thing, the journaling mm -hmm. and, and trying to kind of make sense of things and just see that, you know, just think about the worst thing that's ever happened to you and, and see the ways that it's kind of made you a better person that you've learned from it or whatever, or at least if, even if you can't, even if it's too, too raw and ragged right now, mm -hmm. you can at least see the possibilities, right? You know, you can all. There's nobody in the world that hasn't gone through something that you've gone through, and there's always somebody that's kind of that's, that's taken an experience that's really really hard, and and taken the best out of it. You know, for everybody that's, I mean, you know, Victor Franco. I mean, he lost it so much when he was put into a Nazi prison camp, right? But what did he what did he gain from that? He gained wisdom. He gained understanding. He gained. You know, there's a lot of things he gained from. What did, you know, what did Nelson Mandela gain from 27 years in prison? Well, eventually he gained the presidency of of, of South Africa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, 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 no matter where you are, if you can kind of do some journaling and reflecting and think about it and look to other examples like yourself and don't look at it like, well, they sure did a lot better than I did. Right. But look at it, what's possible? Not that you have to go down that road, but no matter what the what the suffering that you're going through it it's not the it doesn't have to it, it's not the end there's mm -hmm. always a there can always be a there should always be a like a, a bright uh future ahead of you but it's just what you do with it right yeah i've been watching this new girl on youtube and she i don't remember how many pounds she lost but she lost a lot of weight like a mm. hundred or something like that and she says two things. One of them I think is hers. One of them I'm fairly sure isn't. And that one is that I think uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, and I'm not so sure too. who that comes from. But um, comparing yourself to anybody doesn't help you. It doesn't help me trying to lose weight. Looking at her and going, oh, well, I'm not that thin. Or, oh, well, I don't eat as well as her. That doesn't help anything. No. But seeing what she's done, like you said shows you what's possible mm -hmm. and it sh it should encourage you to go oh well i want to lose 30 pounds this girl lost 100 pounds mm -hmm. i'm not comparing myself but i know that it's possible because mm -hmm. it has been done and a human mm -hmm. has done it and the other thing that she says is um time passes regardless mm -hmm. and so she was sort of saying you know a year is going to go by and in that year you could improve yourself or you could do nothing but it's going to pass. So it's your choice what you do in that year because it's not going to stop for you. And if you do nothing, you're going to wake up and realize that nothing's changed because you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And I, I'm not disagreeing at all, but but I will say that this, I will say this. I, I would personally add that sometimes doing nothing is the best thing you could do mm -hmm. if that nothing is... It's just, you know, just taking a break from things, grounding, you know, just healing yourself, just breathing. 
you know, doing nothing for a year might be the best thing that ever happened to you because, you know, it, can I tell one more story? Yes. But before you do, I would argue that that's still the same thing because I think if doing nothing is what's best for you, then doing something was what you were doing before. So I still believe that you can make a change and if you do nothing, nothing could change or something could change, but some, something's going to happen in a year and it can either be what you want or it can be what you don't want. Like I think, I think it's still on point. So you so you just lost beyond the doing nothing. Well, nothing, nothing. <laughs> There's a lot of nothing. A lot of there. double and negative. So, and so if, you, if I have a duh. vacant, if I have a vacant look on my face, it's, it's, just had a brief nap. It's oh, okay. No, <laughs> um, you have a story. Well, I'm not gonna tell a real big story, but uh, I was just gonna say there was definitely after a time of, of being really, really hurt where I, I felt like I was doing nothing for like a good mm. several months. But that nothing was just taking a break. You know, I, I felt like I kind of just took a break from my life. Yeah. But it was really one of the best things that I ever did because it opened the door for me to be get excited and, and stuff. And I just, you know, so to me, I mean, to other people, it might not have looked like nothing. But to me, for what I wanted to do, you know, where I was in my life at that time, it felt like I was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Never realizing that every day I woke up, the sun seemed a little brighter, the day seemed a little cheerier, the birds seemed a little, you know, chirpier. And uh, until, until I was, I couldn't wait to do, get on with my life. But it just was that space I needed of doing nothing, but, but healing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good reminder, yeah. and I hope I hope we will talk more about healing and how healing happens <laughs> in future uh, in future episodes. But I think that's it for me on anxiety. I said my numbers on that fine note. Unless you had something to add. Nope. Okay. I think life is a cake is a good place to end it. <laughs> okay, have your cake. And eat, eat it, it too. too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us this week, as always. If you'd like to write in, our email is lovinggoliath at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, questions, comments, concerns. If you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, we would love to talk about it. If you have a question, we would love to answer it or do our best. And if you'd like to see the picture of my dad and Daisy Dukes, please do email it. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find more information about the Goliath Foundation at (laughs) thegoliathfoundation.com. Bye. Bye. Thanks again.